We hope to get stuff hooked up to where we can do some uh, face-to-face stuff here in the studio or even uh, via video chat. But in the meantime, you got to look at my ugly mug and uh, uh, a wonderful picture of uh, State Representative Tim Butler from from the uh, Illinois Legislature's website. Uh, Representative, it's now the 102nd General Assembly. Are you going to continue with your uh, promise to update your photo each and every term of the General Assembly? In fact, I am uh hopefully getting that uh, new headshot taken in the next couple days yeah all right so we'll uh we'll i be, always, we'll be looking I always for laughed, at, laughed at some of my colleagues who it looked like their headshot was from 20 years ago which it was right um, you know, so. <laughs> right yeah so looking forward to seeing I'm, the new I'm, headshot I'm glad you remember that that's good i appreciate that <laughs> it comes with uh having uh you know that that institutional knowledge of having covered the state house for a long time uh but i have not covered the state house uh the entire time that mike madigan had been speaker uh but yesterday was pretty historic as uh somebody who's in the super minority and somebody who's followed illinois politics for a long time uh what do you think this means well you know two things uh, i mean it, there was really two historic things that happened yesterday. And despite all the politics around everything and, and the frustration that a lot of us have, the way things unfolded at the end of the 101st General Assembly, you know, first of all, you know, Mike Madigan is no longer speaker in the state of Illinois. And there are literally hundreds of legislators that have, that have hoped they were in the legislature when, when that happened. And, you know, now for, um, you know, the rest of the time that I'm on earth, I get to say I was, I had a front row seat for when Mike Madigan um, got deposed as speaker, and you know we've we've called for this for a long time. Uh, you know you've heard me say many times that I think he's he's been in the speaker's chair and in office far too long. Uh, and finally, because of uh, really of the nineteen, uh, you know, nineteen of my Democratic colleagues that stood strong for weeks on end to say that they weren't going to give Madigan the votes, uh, allowed it to take place, and then which led to another historic thing that happened yesterday. And that's the first African-American speaker in the history of the Illinois House of Representatives in Chris Welch. So that's, I mean, that's a great thing, an historic thing to see happen. So really yesterday was was um, uh, quite a day, to say the least. Yeah, it was uh, pretty uh, pretty major, no doubt about it. And a lot of people doubted that Madigan would go anywhere. Uh, but indeed, that uh, that has happened. He's still a state representative. He's just a state representative now, not the, not the speaker of the Illinois House. What do you foresee uh, changing? if anything, under a Speaker Welch? Well, I certainly think, you know, one of the first orders of business that we will have, it won't be today, we're in session at 10, but it won't be today, but it'll be in in the next few weeks. We're going to have to uh, uh, approve revised rules of the House of Representatives for the 102nd General Assembly. And these are are the arcane insider, you know, guidelines that, that oversee how we do business as a legislature. You know, the general public usually doesn't pay attention to the rules of the chamber, but these are vitally important for how we're structured, how we operate, and things like that. And as a minority party, we often chase under, you know, iron-fisted rule because of the of the rules. And my hope is that one of the first things that Speaker Welch will do will take a long look at the House rules, work with uh, not just the majority party, but with the minority party to have a more open transparent, collaborative process when it comes to uh, enacting legislation in Illinois. That includes, you know, letting people actually have votes on their bills, which which get bottled up in committee sometimes, having having more open committee process and, and things like that. And so that's something that I, I hope Speaker Welch really takes a look at and, and 
you know, that, that we hold his feet to the fire on that. Well, and, and what's the true outcome of that, of allowing for, uh, say, you know, Republican bills uh, from, from downstate Illinois to address some issues uh, being heard in committee? Why, why is that so important to have uh, uh, that, that uh, diversity of uh, thought and uh, of ideas to fix some of the state's problems? Well, I think one of the things is we, we have 45, you know, we have 45 members of the Illinois House of Representatives who are Republicans. Yes, that is a, you know, the, the Democrats have a super majority, so beyond the basic majority, but a super majority. But there's 45 members of the House. That's almost 5 million Illinoisans who are represented by a, a Republican representative. And to ha- not have our ideas at least get some fair consideration in, in the House of Representatives is wrong. And that's what's happened for far too long. You know, we have a lot of good legislation that gets introduced by Republicans that never sees the light of day. And creating rules that, that would at least allow for, you know, some of our pieces of legislation to at least get a fair, fair hearing and move forward, I think is important. It's, it's an important part of the process. You know, Democrats don't have, uh, you know, they don't have a lock on all the good ideas in the state of Illinois. I mean, Republicans have a lot of good ideas as well. And I think, you know, uh, we need to be able to vote on things that we would like to see get voted on as well. Representative, finally here, um, there's still a lot of uh, a lot of major problems. IDES, I uh, meant to pull up the uh, unemployment numbers today, but, uh, you know, even whatever the numbers are, I'm sure there's still problems with fraud. There's still problems with uh, backlogs and so on. Um, what are some of the things you, you think need... Uh, to no no waiting. This needs to be done immediately. We need to start acting. We need to get some legislation or have some hearings. What are some of the major things you think are going uh, by the wayside because of uh, maybe some of the pomp and circumstance? Well, here we you know we we met for uh, several days over the last uh, over the last week. We didn't have a darn hearing about about the <laughs> you know about the response to the pandemic or the governor's executive orders or the, or the you know the way that the governor has completely you know, overseeing the entire response to this and with no no input from the legislature. I mean, I think that's number one. We need to we need to start focusing as a legislative body on, on the pandemic. Uh, beyond that, the the governor was was absent this week. I mean, he was nowhere really to be found when the legislature's in town. He should have been convening the four leaders talking about the budget. I mean the budget is the next thing we gotta get going on. There's some huge issues we gotta we gotta get going on. And and it seems to me that there isn't a lot of leadership coming from the governor's office on that kind of stuff. State Representative Tim Butler, greatly appreciate you taking the time with us today, uh, the day after a pretty historic day at the State House, uh, and we'll connect again in the near future. I'll see you down there at the uh, convention center. Sounds good. Thanks, Greg.